you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining us on our very first episode as we begin our playthrough, or in my case, our replay through of Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, we hope to stick with us as we, you know, finish up this game, uh, the DLC, and also head into the Forbidden West. Before we get started, though, I would like to let everybody know that we do have channels open on our Discord to discuss Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. We also have a spoiler channel in case you're worried about getting the game spoiled, so you can stay out of that channel and just hop in the main channel. Uh, but, we, you know, we do have that. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the games as you're playing through it or hear your thoughts on our thoughts as you're listening to the show. So please feel free to join us on our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. All right. So we're going to take this time to uh, introduce ourselves to anybody who doesn't know who we are, which I'm like, if you don't know who we are, you've clearly been hiding out of a rock. Biggest podcasters. 2021 or 2022. I can't remember. Let's just say 2022. Cause I'm pretty sure the show is going to come out <laughs> 2022. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm calling it now, but no, uh, like I said earlier, I am Jared, but you can call me Ja and I am here with, uh, with Christina also known as pop Dart. So I'm actually, uh, Christina, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself first. I'll be, I'll be a, a nice host. <laughs> oh man. Well now I don't know what to say. You put me on the spot, but uh, my name is Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. I, uh, I do a bit of podcasting. I'm on a podcast called Wondrous Tales for Final Fantasy XIV. And this is actually the first time I'm playing this game. I've touched it once before. I didn't get that far. So it's a completely new and fun experience. Um, and I'm really excited to go and continue playing the game. I'm very boring. That's, that's my whole intro. If I remember correctly... You didn't even get past young Aloy when you first touched it. When I okay, go, go ahead. So I got <laughs> I got really excited for some reason. No, I got past young Aloy, but like it was as soon as I was done. So it it I found my first fireplace, and I was like, "Cool, I can save." And then I never turned it back on. Yeah, and by the way, I'm the she has my or had my copy of Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn, so. Yeah, like she had my copy, and I was like, "Did you play?" And she's like, "Yeah, I did the like the young Ayla, and then that was it. That was, that I, was stopped, I learned to stop asking about about it. I uh, I played it. I think this whole podcast is just so you could get me to play the game. By the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. That's even not self centered at all. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but I'm not even playing it on PS4 because when I finally started to play it, I packed the PS4 copy up because I was moving, so I had to get it on PC. Well, not had to, but yeah, no, it's it is the definitive way to play. It, it, it really is, 
Like I, uh, I thought that I was going to need to use a controller on PC. I was going to play it on PC regardless, uh, because I wanted the, the 60 frames or more than 60 frames, the updated graphics, all that stuff. But when I started playing, I was like, Oh, great. I don't even have to use a controller. I can use mouse and keyboard for this. Cause sometimes those action adventure titles do not mm-hmm. translate well to mouse and keyboard. I am looking at you, Watch Dogs 2. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Genshin on PC, which I started on PS4, and I'm surprised how well it translated to mouse and keyboard, and I can't even play it that well on controller now, so I totally get the mouse and keyboard warriors, but the funny thing is, in in Genshin, F is to pick up items. That is not to pick up items in Horizon. It is to throw (laughs) rocks. So I've made that mistake a few times in places where I shouldn't have been throwing rocks, but yeah. So I get now when Horizon Zero Dawn first came out, you were like neck deep in Breath of the Wild, right? You were one of those people. Yes, because, well, I'm a big Zelda fan, so I was going to play that obviously, but the switch was so interesting to me that I would have gotten the Switch no matter what title came out at launch. So I played the crap out of that. And then the month after, Persona 5 came out. So I just was like, I can't play Horizon. Like, that's not, I'm not going to have enough time. I think DLC for another game came out in between that too. So I just was so filled with games. And that year was honestly just destroyed me with the amount of games that came out that I wanted to play. So I just didn't have time to play it. Yeah, 2017 was a beast of a year. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you put 2017 and 2018 together, like, that's probably one of the, like, that's, like, one of the best, like, game release periods of all time, probably, to be honest with you, with everything that had came out. Um, So, yeah, well, for one thing I've noticed is a lot of people who, like, there's the Breath of the Wild people and there's the Horizon people. And honestly, so, I played Breath of the Wild after Horizon, and I never finished it. I couldn't. I I think if I would have played Breath of the Wild first, I probably would have kept like kind of kept playing it. But and don't get me wrong, they're not the same games, right? They're clearly not the same games. They're very they're kind of different games. But like that open world style, uh, which they 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 were, is just like I I just wanted more Horizon after I finished playing Horizon. And then I went to go play Breath of the Wild a little later. I'm like, this ain't what I need. <laughs> I, I I can't do it. That makes sense. I still play Breath of the Wild to this day, but that's because I didn't complete every piece of the game. So I recently did like all of the side quests and I'm at like the final leg of the DLC because I have this thing where I'll play a game and I'll play it through. It's the entire game, spent all of the hours, do literally everything in the game, buy the DLC for it, like the season pass, and then never touch it because like once I'm done, I'm done. Right. So I'm finally getting around to that. Um, But I think another big thing, too, at that time is Zelda was safe. Horizon was like. It was new IP. New IP. Who would have expected like Killzone people to like come out and be like, hey, here's a sick new IP coming out. And it was as good. Like, I did not expect that to happen. I had no expectations for this game. I agree. And actually, on that, like, I, I want to expand on that a little bit, but I, I guess I'll introduce myself a little bit since I've been talking anyway. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I run the Mashless Buttons Network. I've been on a couple of podcasts here, Watchpoint Radio, 201X, uh, oh, God, well, In Orbit. 
I can't remember all the podcasts I've done. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think the, the, our my most recent was we used to do the the Mash Those Button show, but we actually put that on hiatus for a while. Um, and then uh, in terms of shows like this, we did um, one for The Last of Us Part One and Part Two that called uh, We Are Survivors, and then we started one for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Night City Stories. But honestly, we just couldn't. A lot of stuff started happening while we were recording that, and we we ended up not being able to uh, finish that one. But this one, oh, we're gonna finish this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, this one is this this is definitely definitely happening. So um, I've obviously played through Horizon Zero Dawn. I never played a new game plus because Christina had my copy. Oops. So <laughs> yeah, I, I never had a new game plus. Uh, but it's 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 fine. But I did play through Horizon Zero Dawn. I played through the Frozen Wilds. I think altogether I might have put about 70 hours into the game and I got, yeah, I got everything. I even got all the suns like from, yeah. And, and we'll get into all that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, like all the suns, Christina, no idea. Head I now. have no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. So I got all, yeah, all the suns and, uh, did every last, there was nothing else left for me to do in the game. Um, so, cause this isn't one of those games that, cause I think, Around 2018, maybe, you started having the single-player titles that started having weekly challenges and stuff like that. 2018, 2019, that started moving in. So this game happened before that. Like, once you were done with it, you were done. And I, 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 I completely beat this game. But my first... So, I, also, this is... I'm going to sound like a broken record to people who listened to my previous podcast. But for those who haven't, I do not watch game trailers. I don't watch movie trailers. I don't read reviews. I don't look at screenshots. I don't do any of that stuff. And you know what? It is absolutely awesome because I am completely surprised uh, by games when I usually play, play them. And actually, sometimes I will delay playing a game if it's too popular, like, you know, at the time, or I feel it's too popular at the time because people will spoil it on social media and stuff like that. So I've actually spent years setting up my social media to stop spoilers from coming through. And you know what? It works. <laughs> it works for the most part. <laughs> I do the same thing kind of. So like I'll see like game trailers and stuff and get excited. And then I'll hit, hit a certain point where I'm like, okay, I'm done because I want to experience that myself. If I'm looking at reviews for a game, if I'm debating on getting it, I literally just look for numbers. Like if I have something that's like, seven plus consistent in reviews. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get it. You know, I don't know anything about right. it, but I'll get it. Uh, just because the idea of that game interests me. Well, sometimes even that, like I'll go play a game and I'll absolutely love it. I'll look at the reviews and they're low. I'm like, what the fuck are you <laughs> talking about? So I was like, yeah. Uh, but with Horizon, you know, it was the same thing. Obviously I knew it was coming out. I knew it had something to do with robot dinosaurs. I didn't know anything else about it. Didn't see any trailers on like the E3 trailer, nothing. So, um, in 2016, I think that was the first PlayStation experience. I think it was the first one that they had. The first PlayStation experience showcase, maybe it started in 2015, but I think it was 2016. And it happened in December. My friend, he lives out there. I mean, honestly, I think he lived like 20 minutes from it, so he just went, you know. And he's like, yeah, man, I, I played this game. Uh, it was like a Horizon something, and it was a chick with a bow, and she shot the bow at dinosaurs. And he's like, "It's kind of boring." Like I didn't. Oh. He's like, "I shot a couple dinosaurs, and I didn't know what to do, so I just stopped playing it." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, I guess it's not that great." And then 
one day after work, like um, I was like, uh, like I was in Best Buy, uh, and it just so happened that Horizon had dropped. I was like, I'll check it out, whatever. If it sucks, like I, I, sixty bucks, whatever, <laughs> you know. And oh my god, I absolutely loved it, like from top to bottom. I like when I when it got announced for PC, I was too happy, you know. Actually, a lot of these PlayStation exclusives that are dropping for PC are, are making me pretty happy. Like when Tetris Effect came to PC, oh, not yeah. to Epic Store. I'm talking about to Steam. I was happy <laughs> <laughs> because I forget about games that I have on the Epic Store. You know, I haven't beaten Outer Worlds yet because I just forget that I have it. You know, I forgot play. about it too. I is that the is that that's the one that's like Fallout and stuff, right? Yep. I had to reset my entire PC to play that game because I got it on the Microsoft Games Pass and it would not install and then my PC wouldn't update and I had no idea what was happening and just reset the entire thing. Yeah, that would make me not want to play it anymore. <laughs> I was determined to figure out what was wrong with my computer because if it wasn't getting updates, something was wrong and then I just reset it. Hmm. So, uh, I know what I want to, like, what are you expecting from your playthrough with Horizon? I don't know. So when I played it before, I never actually got to real combat because I only did the child portion of it. And I think the stealth stuff, because I don't like stealth. This is why I don't play Metal Gear. I just watch Metal Gear. It's basically a movie anyway. So... So I think the the stealth portion, I was just kind of uninterested to a certain extent. Now playing it a little bit more, I realize that's not like the entire game. There's more to it than just being stealthy. Um, so I really don't know what I expect or what my hopes are. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's because I, do, I don't know anything about this game. Like, I somehow avoided all of the spoilers for everything. And I'm like the most oblivious person in the world. So you'll mention something that would probably click to someone. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I just <laughs> I don't pay attention to things. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I am I'm really looking forward to, I guess, just re- uh, getting reacquainted with the story, especially right before the sequel. Because I remember the overall story, but I know there's some side stories that, um, you know, will probably come back into play. I remember the story of the Frozen Wilds, but I cannot remember the motivation for the bad thing. I can't remember the motivation. I remember the story. I remember what you had to do. I remember the new enemies specifically, you know. I don't want to spoil it, and but I, I like there's this, there's a part where you get introduced to a new enemy, and I'm like, I know that's not what I think it is. <laughs> like as I'm as as I'm as I'm walking toward it, but like we'll, we'll eventually get to that. But I I I definitely want to get reacquainted with that because I cannot remember the motivation behind it. I can't wait for you to get to some of those parts so I don't have to talk so cryptically. <laughs> uh, because yeah, it's it is. I think Horizon has a, a pretty good story. I, I wanted to know what you what what you think about. Uh, uh, I guess maybe the origin and how they got to that point and stuff like that. So yeah, it should be it should be pretty interesting. But I I I'm just looking forward through my playthrough. I've actually I've probably played through about half of the game 
at this point or replay through half of the game. I know you're still early. You're still in the embrace. You're still in mother's embrace. Yeah. Uh, so you're I still make in the sure very It's, it's game. super fresh as I'm like recording. So I'm going to be taking it, I guess, recording at a time. So when I'm done this, I'll expand, I guess, my playthrough a little bit because right. I want to try to focus on like what I'm doing and learning everything and taking notes because my brain doesn't always retain information past once I get past a certain point. So I want it to be super yeah. fresh. Yeah. One thing I was worried about is that some of the like super kind of epic fights that I, I ran into. I was like, man, I hope that then, because what happens sometimes when I replay through a game, like let's say a game came out like 10 years ago or five years ago and it gets remastered and re-released on PC. So I'll play it again. And this like really epic part is just like super easy now, like, or the super hard part was like super easy now and it kind of diminishes it a bit. And I was a little worried that that was going to happen but nope, those fights are still really dope. Like, it's just really fun fighting machine dinosaurs and assorted species. <laughs> but it like that. Uh, so it's going to be cool. So that scares me a little bit. And I just want to ask, because I know you do this and I do occasionally as well. But are you playing on hard? I am, yes. Okay, I'm not. I'm just playing on normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, be, I'm taking the normie route this time. Oh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the thing because like I uh, on the, when I on my original playthrough I did play through normal and now I just bumped up the difficulty. But honestly, I don't think I don't think the enemies have more health. I think they just do more damage. I oh, can't okay. tell if they do if they if they actually have more health or not. I don't think so. Or maybe better I AI just, or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I do know they definitely like if you get hit, they take a chunk. But I was. I'm pretty good at, at dodging, especially like at the last second and stuff like that for a lot of the enemies. Uh, there's one enemy that is just like that's on hard or on the harder difficulties is really a pain to fight. And I'm not even going to say the name of it because it kind of gets away what it, it, give, it gives away what it does. <laughs> so yeah. when we get there, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. When, we, when you run into him for the first time, I think we'll have a conversation <laughs> about Great. that. Totally looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, so excited. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's let's start talking about. So in, in this episode, you know, we're going to talk about the intro to the game itself. Because I think the intro to the actual game is only about 30 minutes or so. You know, you only get about 30 minutes of young Aloy with that oversized head. That's, oh, my God. That bothered me. The, the bobble so head much. on the young Aloy. Woof. That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, but so I actually, one thing I forgot is that, you know, when you first turn on the game and, you know, you don't get this a lot with a lot of PC games. I would say probably because PC games want you to do your settings and stuff like that ahead of time, um, you know, before you actually start playing. Uh, but with a console game, like with PlayStation, like you can kind of just directly dive into the game. And when you pop this game into the PlayStation for the first time, it just went into this opening cinematic without a prompt or something like that. So it was actually really cool. But that intro cinematic, uh, what it does for the most part is it explains, like, it gives you like a, like, um, it kind of introduces, well, obviously introduces you to the world, but I think it actually does a pretty good job of ex of explaining some of the politics you're going to be dealing with, with seeing some of the environments and showing off the different machines. Uh, something that you don't really, if it's if you're if it's your very first time watching that cinematic, you would never know this, but 
the opening cinematic shows you environments that are not in the opening area, right? So, like, you know, you have Rost. He comes out of his home with a young Aoi, but he doesn't say her name yet. He just comes out the 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 the, uh, the house with the baby. Um, and the dialogue makes it clear that she is not his daughter because he says, here, here's a necklace that belonged to my daughter. If it was his daughter, he was like, this belonged to uh, my si- your sister or something like that, right? Um, but yeah, he didn't say that. And, you know, they're going out to perform her naming ceremony. So at this point, she doesn't even have a name. And you're walking from point A to point B, or Ross is walking from point A to point B, and the areas you're walking through are in completely different parts of the world. Like, it makes no geographical sense unless he's walking through portals that, <laughs> like, what was happening. But they do that, in my opinion, to kind of show off the game a little bit, but also to show you machines that you won't see for quite some time. Because and there's, a, there's a, like, this opening scene where he walks out into a clearing and there's a whole bunch of machines in that area. I think it's like, I think that was part of the E3 trailer that shows all these different types of machines in that area. And you definitely won't be fighting those anytime soon. And you do not want to because <laughs> uh, some of them can be pretty tough, but they're also pretty awesome when you fight them. But uh, one thing you do find out as Ross is walking through his portals is that, you know, he mentions that they're both outcasts, the Nora tribe, right? And he never really talks about why he's an outcast. I do believe you find out why he was an outcast uh, later on, like pretty late in the game, I think. Um, but, you know, you know, the baby's an outcast because the baby doesn't have a mother. That's what they're saying. So at this point in the game, that can mean anything, right? She doesn't have a mother. What do you mean she doesn't have a mother? You know, that... So my have her and the mom die or, you know, what? But you will, you will find out what that means uh, later in the game. I want to say in the third quarter of the game. So it's actually pretty far off for you to find out uh, what that means. Uh, but even though that Ross is an outcast, he still believes in observing the Nora rituals. And uh, normally that naming ceremony they're going to, the entire village would attend. But the matriarch would perform, and a matriarch would perform it. But since they're outcasts, that's not gonna happen uh and you know ross says that they maintain the rituals so that they don't become like the ancient old ones who turn their backs on the gods and i think what i want to do you know in a couple episodes from now maybe when we get there's a a, a kind of like a a major event that happens in the nora tribe i think i want to have at least a section of a show kind of dig into the nora beliefs and their history and stuff like that because the game, like you can find out their history, like you know, in the game, but I don't think there's a like a major plot point or a major cinematic that they kind of dig into why they are the way they are and stuff like that. You just kind of find it through like text and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think I, I definitely want to talk about that in a, in a couple episodes. So, um, you know, Rossi talks about hunting the machines and that the power needs to be respected, and he'll teach Aloy someday. And, you know, like I said, this is all just setting up this world. We're talking about not even two minutes into the game yet, right? And you have a real, a pretty good idea of what the world is like, at least the, the smaller world, smaller, smaller part of the world that you're about to dive into. And so Rost, he reaches his destination and High Matriarch Tirsa is already present. No, 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 off your knees. It's nearly time. 
And yes, you may speak to me. You came to bless the naming. Have not six months gone by since we entrusted her to you. But we are outcasts. You by choice. And she, well... I am a High Matriarch, Rost. I bless whom I choose. Then you honor us. Yes, yes, now go! And be ready to declare. Go! Oh, Mother, this child needs a name by which to know her. That your love may warm her life as the rising sun warms all the earth. Speak her name! So yeah, he was uh, he was confused uh, about why she was there and that he thought she was going to try to stop the ritual and he even bows before her, but she doesn't. She tells him not to and says he can speak to her. So she seems kind of cool, right? Yeah, no, she seems kind of cool, I guess. I, at this point, I have no idea what's going on. So all I see is this terrifying baby. Um, <laughs> the baby's kind of scary looking. And they're just like climbing these places. Obviously I didn't notice all this stuff. I was kind of frustrated because like you said, where it's like usually PC games, let you edit, do your settings and stuff. And I was having issues with my graphics card at the time. And I'm like, ah, I'm stuck. <laughs> like I can't change my settings. What if the game crashes? I can't do anything. Um, but yeah, at this point, I'm just like confused. I'm trying to follow along and I'm like, what is even happening? Like, yeah, why are they outcasts? Like, what's even going on? And then I see this nice lady-ish, nice-ish lady, nicer than I was expecting <laughs> after hearing like, right. yeah, we're outcast. And I'm like, okay, cool. So something's happening, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, we're, we're going to meet her counterpart in like 30 seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> she'll seem much nicer when her other when her other matriarch gets there. But uh, yeah, Teresa... Um, you know, he says that, you know, because, like, you know, like I said, Rost is, like, pretty strict. Like, I mean, this is going to be something that kind of just comes up over and over again, that he is pretty, you know, he's pretty, you know, faithful to the rules of the tribe. And, you know, he doesn't speak to her. And he, she's like, yeah, you can speak to me. It's fine. You find out that Aloy is only six months old. So this is like, uh, you know, a new baby, you know, uh, and that they um, actually she may be a little bit older than six months i'm trying to remember no i think she is i think she says she's six months at this point and then she also brings up that uh the matriarchs gave rost the baby and you also find out that rost is an outcast by choice which is also going to go into his explanation later because they say that i didn't catch that what i'm pretty sure in the cinematic ross says uh, you you bless us, right? Like you, you bless us with your with your presence. So, you know we're outcasts, and Rot and the the baby, not the baby, sorry. And Tirsa says something to Rost like, "Well, you're an outcast by choice, but this baby didn't have a choice, or something like that." I'm trying to remember what it, what exactly she said, but like she was basically saying like, you know, he's an outcast by choice. The baby's just an outcast, which is kind of like okay. Well, what did the baby do? Like this little baby, this thing has been born six months. Like, what could it possibly do to be outcast? Right? What kind of what kind of evil is this baby? You know? Yeah. Is this Anakin Skywalker? You know here? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I was yeah. I was confused about. Uh, like I said, I'm a very confused person, so this might come up a lot. But uh, I 
I I guess he just called her a child. I mean, she can't talk. She's not like a full real person yet at this point. Um, but how does he come up with a name? Like, I'm really curious about that. Like, how do the names get come up with? Like, did he just think of like the name as he held the baby up? Like, I I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know any of these things. So yeah, I don't know how he came up with the name. Um. Maybe I don't. There might be an explanation later. I can't remember if there's an explanation later because, like I said, the last time I actually played this game was 2017, <laughs> and ha- like the half I've played so far, there's been no explanation as to why she got the name that she she got. So, uh, one thing about the naming ceremony that I didn't bring up is that you know Ross said we're gonna shout, we're gonna shout your name to the goddess and hopefully she replies back. That's what the the goal is here. So you know. Ross is happy that Tears is going to bless the naming and Tears is like comes back and says, I bless who I choose. So she's like the cool hip hop matriarch, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is who she is. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, Tears says like a blessing. And then Ross shouts Aloy's name as the sun rises toward the mountain and then it echoes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's the goddess calling you know saying the name back right so i'm like yeah has somebody gone up there and it hasn't echoed <laughs> yeah. you know? i i also was gonna ask that like maybe someone just like quietly was like aloy oh no <laughs> didn't try hard what happens if the baby doesn't get a name is it just nameless like <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know like yeah and it, i guess it like you know the naming ceremony I'm imagining takes place six months. So like, what are you calling your baby for the first six months? That's what I was asking. Just like <laughs> child. Maybe there's like a default <laughs> baby name yeah. that you call bring me them. the child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So after the blessing is complete, you know, cause the echo, uh, high matriarch Lansra arrives and she is not happy. And so her name is blessed. Stop this at once! What have you done? I've blessed the naming of a child. Stubborn woman, you call that curse a child? What did she tell you about his birth outcast? Answer! I've done only what you asked. To raise it, yes. We said nothing of love. Enough. And you... Blessing its name like it was one I of know my duty to them tribe. and to you. Without consultation. I'm here. And wherever you go, I will follow. So uh she is pissed that Tirsa blessed the baby's name or blessed Aloy's name and calls her a curse. Uh she demands to know what Ross knows about Aloy's birth. Uh, but he just says he only did what they asked. And Alansra said that she asked him to raise it, not to love it. And I'm like, okay. So this is like, you know, this is like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the the West of the <laughs> of the matriarchs here. This is the one that nobody likes. And, uh, you know, Major, you know, Lansra and Tirsa start arguing. And uh, Ross tells Aloy that he knows his duty is both to, to the matriarchs and her. So, you know, you can, like, Ross is already invested in the baby, right? He already loves it more than the one matriarch wants him to, so he's in it, you know? 
Uh, so I guess maybe it's just nice not to be alone anymore <laughs> for, what, for the, for the reason he's alone. Like we know that he had a daughter and he does not now. So I'm pretty sure that has something to come into it. I'm not like hinting toward anything either. Cause I cannot remember <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I cannot remember why he was an outcast. So it might have something to do with it. So this game is almost fresh for me. Almost. Uh, yeah. So thanks for keeping my copy. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All new game all around. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always get so sad in games like that where it's like the kid doesn't. And I feel sad like throughout this entire intro, like this kid doesn't even have a choice. Like everybody just hates her. And the fact that he is still at this point within the tribe area and still following all the rules. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you still doing that? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, like, he was a he's he's obviously a staunch believer, right? Right. But something must have happened, you know, maybe with his family, and according to his beliefs, you know, based on their laws or how you know what the normal beliefs, he's like, I should be an outcast, so therefore I will be, you know. So that's why he he is he's in it, you know. He's a lifer. He's a neural lifer. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so after that, we uh, kind of time jump a bit, about six years. So from six months to six years old, uh, you know, and Aloy, she's walking, I guess, around. <laughs> I can't tell, you know, we don't know the area that well right now, but she's watching some Nora children gather berries and give them to this, this woman. And when Aloy tries to do the same thing, she's shunned by the woman. Now, the kids, they see this. And, you know, now this, this is how hate passes, right? This is how hate, like, you know, passed from one to the other because they probably didn't think anything of it until the woman says, you know, she shuns Aloy and I'm pretty sure she says she's an outcast. I don't know. I can't remember if she says she's motherless or she's an outcast, uh, but that'll come back up in a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, Aloy gets upset and she runs away and falls into a cave as children do when they're left to themselves, you know. And she calls her Ross, but he is unable to hear. And this is where the player first takes control of Bobblehead Aloy. Um, so uh, this is actually, this this um, quest uh, is actually called A Gift from the Past. And, uh, you know, she explores this cave and she finds a ruin of like this bunker. But she says, oh, this must be a ruin of the metal world. You know, uh, they call them the old places. And Ross told her to... Uh, you know, never enter a place like this. And because, you know, Ross doesn't want to enter a place, says that not enter a place like this, more than likely, I would say that means the Nora probably don't go into those ruins either. But uh, yeah, one thing that I did notice almost immediately early on, they give you a glimpse of one of the flower collectibles. And I probably, my first time playing, I'm like, okay, can I get in there now? Or do I go there later? So I looked around and tried to, you know, knock on a few things and see if I can get in there. So I saw that and I was like, how do I go there? And then I forgot about <laughs> it like two seconds later. So I didn't even <laughs> think about it. So I didn't know that's what that was. So now I know. And oh, yeah. That, yeah it, it, it's very pronounced. Like, you know, it's something. You may not know yeah. exactly what it is, but you do know it's something. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I first played it, I tried to get into it. My second playthrough, I did know that you have to be like older Aoi to get to that because you can find that cave. 
by the way. You definitely can most definitely find that cave. That's what I figured. First off, I just want to say that I laughed so hard when she fell into the cave. Like, I don't know what it was with that cutscene, but as she was like falling down, it was so funny. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. That sounds very mean, but like, I, it's the sound effects. Like, I don't know what it was. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think it can be difficult to make serious falling sound effects as a voice actor. Oof. Ah. Ah. Oof. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you got to get real. You got to get you got to get somebody in the mocap, you know, yeah. in the mocap volume and just push them down something. <laughs> <laughs> Have her actually fall into a cave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh so you know, as she explores a little bit and uh you know, she comes across. Now, when you first go into this place, I mean, it's dark-ish, right? Like, it's a, it's a video game, so they have to have some light, but it's, like, dingy. There's a lot of, like, oh, God, I, I actually know the name of these rock formations, and I cannot remember it right now. My brain is, is like, is like error, error, but, like, it looks like the little spikes come from the ceiling. That's, there's a name for that type of, like, formation. Um, Icicle? But rocksicle? We'll go with that. That's fine. <laughs> we'll go That's with that. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. So, um, but the, uh, you know, it's a pretty dingy place, but she comes across this corpse and it has like this rectangular earpiece on it, but it's like lit up. And of course she takes it off the dead, the dead corpse and puts it on her, her ear. Cause you know, why not? Christina's shaking That's her head right so now. so gross. Like, how do you not, <laughs> there's just so many corpses. Like how it does it not smell in there. Like, how are you not disgusted? Like, Ugh, like taking it off and then putting it on your face. Oh my god, I can't. Like, ugh. I would say it's been long enough that maybe they don't have the smell anymore. But it it wasn't like a it wasn't like skull and bones, right? It was no. like a decomposing corpse. So yeah, you're right. yeah, it was still decomposing. It looked like. Yeah. So um, you do get a good idea of how long it's been since, like, later in the game, how long it's been since those people were alive and you were alive. Uh, but um, she she takes it and she puts it on and, it, like, scares her really fast because it kind of lights up. And, uh, you know, the game, so they don't, she doesn't know the name of it yet, but if when you put it on, it calls it the focus. Like, the little, like, tutorial text you get calls it the focus. And she will learn the name of it later on, not, not even that far off. Uh, but basically what the focus does uh, from a, like, in, in game, you know, for, for, for the players, it's really like a HUD, <laughs> you right. know. Uh, but in game, what it does is it, it kind of, it's like, it's a, it's a augmented reality device to a degree, right? Like it lights up the machines, like it lights up like the computers it lights up like the door locks and stuff like that. And you can open doors, unlock doors. You can use different machines. It provides context for different things. If you scan over it, uh, you can track animals and, you know, and, and more importantly, enemies and machines with it. So, you know, uh, one important thing it does for you immediately is it allows you to listen to messages on uh, audio messages on devices. So. You're in this bunker and you start listening to the audio messages and they're pretty much the final words of the workers in that facility. Um, and and the, a lot of these people knew that they were going to die. As a matter of fact, they were, if you listen to some of them, they were given pills to help them die. 
for everybody except one guy. He says he's going out with an exclamation point, and he meant shooting himself because that's definitely what he did with that. I totally so I had I think I might have missed one audio because I'm playing on an ultra wide, like not to flex or anything. And the buttons are on the very bottom right where I'm not looking. Uh, so I didn't realize like to push whatever E or whatever the heck it was to interact with it. So I might have missed one, but that was like the first one I listened to. And I was like, oh, they're just giving out like pills for like people to like just go peacefully, I guess. And then at the end, I hear like a noise. I'm like, did he just shoot himself? Like, what the heck? That's kind of <laughs> woo. Yeah, you get some message, like only a few, like I think like a lot of the messages, especially toward the end, were people uh, either saying like a prayer or talking about their favorite memories. But the earlier ones were kind of like, yeah, like the guy you're talking about with the gun. He's like, yeah, they're like lining up um, like cattle to the slaughter. And he's like, that's not going to be me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guy. Um, there's the one guy who um, yeah, he he actually talked about, man, these meds are great. Like, he or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Some of them were a little loopy at that point when they were doing their last messages. Right, exactly. And, I mean, I don't think they really talk about this facility later in the game, but as you continue to play, you'll understand probably why they did what they did. Um, but, yeah, like, these people, they knew they were going to die, and they just, you know, they, they bit it uh voluntarily um and that that's that's what you kind of go through you know when you when you go through this cave that's it's it's giving you more kind of setting up the world so now you you're you you have the information you need about nothing that you need but information about the nora tribe and how they operate and now you early on get information about the old world you know, to to a degree, or at least you know that the, the old world existed. Like, because that could have been drug out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could have mm-hmm. brought Aloy up as a teenager, and then she finally she discovers this secret cave, and it's like, oh, it's it's an old one. Let me go. Just let me go uh, find out more about the old ones, right? And I guess that could have propelled her journey. But I do like because you haven't even gotten to that part yet to to know what actually propels her to go around the entire world and i think that uh that has a more has a deeper motivation to her which we're gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna be that many episodes because it happens you know early on in the game (laughs) i think within the first five hours of the game so yeah no this is a really good intro of having her you taking control and just kind of it's so weird to have like a child going through all of these like very deep things. Like she definitely had like the happy birthday Isaac one. Like that was really sad to watch yeah. because she's never had that kind of affection. Like even with Ross, like he's doing the best he could can, but just one single person. And like, it's not your family. Like it is, but it's not, you know, um, just seeing her listening to that and repeating it. And it's like, you know, what are the kind of effects that she's having from just like being an outcast, but then like seeing stuff like this where like people are killing themselves. Like she probably doesn't understand what's going on um, with this stuff. And obviously she's not going to have a reaction to it because it's stuff that you can miss, but it's just kind of crazy to think about this poor kid, just like hearing all of these messages. Right. But I also think she, at the same time, she's kind of enamored with the focus, right? Like, yeah. she's probably never seen the world lit up like this. She's never seen anything like this before in her life. 
at the same time, none of the Nora have probably seen anything like this before in their life. So, yeah, it's, it is definitely different. But, yeah, it was a little sad to hear her repeat. She, went, she was like, uh, happy birthday, Isaac, your daddy's favorite boy. She's like, yeah. happy birthday, Isaac, your favorite boy. I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, she watched it yeah. a couple of times. I was like, oh, this poor kid. Yeah. So she finally makes her way through the facility, and she hears Rost's voice. He found me. Rost found me. Down here. I'm coming. Oh, mother be praised. Come, girl. Take my hand. You don't belong down there. Come. Such places are forbidden, Aloy. I fell in. They are of the metal world. What is that on your face? Nothing. Did you find it down there? No. Give it to me. No. Aloy, such things are dangerous. No! Sneaking away from home, you'll need to know how to survive in the wild. Come, Aloy. Home now. But starting tomorrow, you will learn to hunt. So Ross pulls her out of the cave, and he sees the focus. He tries to take it, but Aloy runs from him. And he says, you know, things from the metal world are are dangerous. And, you know, basically, like, she's not having it. She's not letting him take it. Uh, I mean, he he could have taken it if he really wanted to, if he wanted to be that guy. Uh, but, you know, he's like, whatever, you can keep it. And he says, you know, if you're going to run away from home, you'll need to learn how to survive in the wild. So now we move into tutorial land. Uh, and the this this uh, mission is called, uh, not mission, but quest is called Lessons of the Wild. And so uh, it starts with Aloy in the front of her home. And she's learning how to use the focus, but to Rost, it just looks like she's waving her hands in the air, you know, because, like, he can't see it. It's getting heavy rain in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. Uh, So, I hope everybody gets that reference. If you haven't played Heavy Rain, you just, you need to. There were so many memes. There were so (laughs) many memes. There were so (laughs) many. a good game, though. It's a good game. Uh, So, you know, he gives her the bow. And that actually shows that the the the, the focus can analyze weapons, uh, which is kind of cool because the, the the focus like analyzes the weapon and says this is a bow, and she repeats it. And he's like, yeah, it's a bow. Like, <laughs> you know, he just gives it to her. Uh, but actually, the focus does just kind of serve as your HUD, like I said. So like your crosshairs and stuff like that. That that's your focus. Um, so. You know, I guess it's what this mission is primary tutorial. You'll learn how to gather medical and crafting supplies. You'll learn how to craft. Uh, and in terms of crafting, I just have to say, and I don't even think you haven't gotten to this part yet, Christy, but I don't think I've played a game so much where you do crafting like in real time. Like, <laughs> like you know, you think like a lot of people think like you do. I think I spent more time running and crafting than I did in stealth, <laughs> to be honest with you, because there's a lot of running and crafting in this game in the middle of fights. Um, and if this is your first time playing Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which is one of the reasons, like, in this show, I don't want to spoil too much going ahead. Because I have played the game, so you might be saying, like, why isn't he saying those things? 
is because if this is your first time playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I don't want to spoil it for you. But one tip I will give for everybody playing this game for the first time. Get your bags together. Your bags that carry your stuff, upgrade them as fast as you can. I promise it will work out well. Okay? <laughs> like, yeah, trust me. Like, you don't want to like, well, I'll just upgrade that later. No, now. Upgrade your, upgrade your bags immediately. Uh, as soon as you can, anyway. But uh, you learn how to utilize stealth and throwing rocks, which is the bane of Christina's stealth existence. Uh. (laughs) Uh, You know, and using stealth, by the way, is is ultimately just crouching and using grass. So that's like standard action game stealth, you know. Um, I think it would be funny if some of these action games went a little bit more serious with it and got like all Splinter Cell. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) <laughs> you can't do the stealth, man. Uh, I because you, you get you get kind of nervous with stealth, right? I yes, I get very nervous. I don't like jump scares, so I feel like stealth is like a mini jump scare where you're trying to hide from someone and then they find you, and it's I, it's uh, too much. Yeah, yeah. The stealth here, like, it's so like it's just basically like okay, we'll just duck until their patrol is over. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that that's basically how it that's how that's how it works. So they 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 rarely trap you in this game in a way where you'll have to you know like you you have no choice but to alert the you know what whatever is around you. But uh, you do come across like your first machines, the Watchers and the Striders, and the the Watchers like you just kind of stealth past them, like you don't uh, you don't alert them yet you just kind of let them pass for now and the watchers are kind of called the watchers because they kind of watch out for the other machines you know uh there's like a whole hierarchy to the machines that you will get into over time but the watchers they kind of they alert other machines to your presence if they if they spot you so and they protect some of the other weaker machines i guess you can call them uh, but, uh, yeah, and you can also, you, you find out you can use the, the focus to analyze weak points on a machine. Um, and Ross doesn't believe that this is actually, uh, he, he doesn't, Ross doesn't think that the, the focus is, he thinks it's a play thing. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. He calls it actually, actually literally calls it a play thing. So, you know, you, you go, you, you go through this part where Ross is trying to teach her how to hunt. And he asks her, what's the weak point on the Strider? And the Strider's like, I don't want to call it. It's not like a cow. Like, I don't know what I would call it. A deer? It's like, maybe, maybe. Like, yeah. But like a, a, a Strider, like he says, what's the weak point? And he used the focus and the focus highlights weak points on the machines. And, you know, when he, when Aloy tells him that the focus does it, he's like, stop lying. Stop, stop playing. You know, something like that. He doesn't believe Aloy for now. That won't last for too much longer. Uh, but yeah, this is like super important in the game. Like those weak points. Cause like sometimes you just need to farm certain materials and that's kind of how you do it. You're going to, especially a lot of the, a lot of the, I don't want to call them non-lethal cause any of the, any of the robots can attack you. You know, any of the machines can attack you, but it's most of the less lethal ones. Like you'll see them, you'll, they'll just have like canisters of stuff on them. And you can knock off the canisters and pick it up and stuff like that. I think one of the challenges, one of the first challenges you come across is to knock off a bunch of canisters off of something and collect them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's like super um, important. 
Sometimes some machines that you're going to fight are going to have weapons attached to them. And if you can get the weapon off of them, you can then use the weapon against them, which is pretty awesome. Sick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's uh, something to uh, look forward to as well. So, yeah, using... Using the the focus, especially when you come across a machine that you have not fought before, is super important to get the information that you needed. I, I'm per, I, I can't does I can't remember if it does it by default or if you have to upgrade it later. But I'm pretty sure the focus also tells you what they're weak against, what element they're weak against, because elemental damage is a thing in this game. I feel like I did not see that. So it might be an upgrade later. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because you you can definitely see what they're weak against. But I'll be straight up with you. Every enemy in this game is another tip that's not going to really negatively affect your playthrough. It's only going to help you. Every enemy hates ice. Every enemy is weak to ice. Ice is great in this game. Uh, Maybe I won't tell you how to make it great. (laughs) But like, you know. (laughs) Like ice is 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 really good in this game. I think the problem early on with ice is that it might be a little difficult to get. Fire is pretty easy to get early on in the game. Uh ice maybe not so much. So uh but yeah. I would uh, you definitely use that focus to to <laughs> to to analyze the machine. So uh Ayla, she wants to know where they are, and Ross tells her that they're that they're in a part of the, the valley that they're in is part of all mothers embrace. And uh, that that establishes where you are in the game. And those those are the lands that the Nora protect, and they keep the most dangerous machines out. So it's it's basically a safer spot for the player, <laughs> essentially. So you can kind of learn how to play the game a little bit. Uh, but you know, as they're traveling and going through their trainings and things like that, uh, Aloy sees another Nora traversing like rocks and trees. But Ross says to ignore him because he's part of the tribe and they are outcasts. Uh, and the boy's name is Teb because somebody calls for him. It's like, Teb, get back to where you're supposed to be. But he smiles at Aloy as he's, you know, doing his rock running and stuff like that. Uh, so, and we already talked about Striders, but that uh, Strider is the first machine that Aloy gets to kill here. Uh, you know, you knock the little canister off his back and then shoot it in the face twice. And I think that's the end of it, <laughs> you know. I just find it kind of weird that he's like, here's your bow. The first thing you're going to do is attack these robotic dinosaurs. Like. No, like, training or anything, like, no creatures or, or targets, like, dinosaurs. Go. <laughs> that is true. I didn't She's think six. about that. He could like, <laughs> And at the house, they actually have targets yeah. at the house. So that's true. They could have totally did that. I did not think about that. You know what? Maybe early on in the game, in the game's development, they probably had you doing target practice on targets and stuff like that. And they're probably, this is just dragging too long. Yeah, I get that. I just, she's six. It's like, here, you're going to, like, maybe a montage leading up. I don't know. I don't want to complain about it because it's not, like, a bad thing. It's just, like, here, child, go attack dinosaurs. I just find it funny. Well, it was a safer dinosaur, so that's probably why you felt comfortable doing it. So, Uh, But, yeah, after Aloy kills the Strider, they hear yelling in the distance, it's Teb. And he has fallen off a cliff and landed near Strider's. First of all, Teb should be dead. With that fall he took, wow. 
<laughs> you know, like it happened behind, like, like he falls off the cliff and he goes behind some trees. But then when they show him again, like he landed on rocks. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, Teb, Teb should be dead. Just a flesh you know? wound. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Rost, he's looking, he's like, I can't do anything. If I shoot, he's going to get, you know, it's going to cause a stampede and Teb will get trampled. And Aloy looks at the use of the focus. And Aloy can see the paths that the machines take. So, uh, yeah, Aloy says, you know, hey, I can get him out of there. I can see the paths the machines take. And Ross says, stop. Once again, he doesn't believe her. You know, he's like, no, don't say that. And you know, don't, don't, don't say things are true. I forget exactly what he says. Uh, but, you know, she slides down the cliff. Ross tries to grab her, but only grabs her bow, which is obvious for gameplay reasons. Because you don't want six-year-old Aloy down there shooting up all the animals. You you want Aloy, the game, the the devs want you as Aloy to stealth through this part. How did you make out here? I know you don't like stealth. (laughs) It took me a very long time to get through it because I (laughs) didn't want a chance getting caught because it it just makes me too nervous. So I did fine. I'm glad they took the bow because I would have been six year old Aloy trying to shoot up all the dinosaurs. Um. Which obviously you probably would not be able to make it through, or at least not very easily. But I was fine getting there, but going back, I'm like, are you kidding? Just let me like cutscene it on the way back. But it was fine. I made it through successfully. Just took a little longer than most. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, yeah, honestly, I rushed through it a little bit too fast my first time coming back through. I was like super comfortable with it, and I just I won. Uh, Strider, not Strider, one watcher did see me. What I didn't know, because the first time I played it, I didn't get caught. I didn't know that if you do get caught, like you just get a cutscene of Aloy getting stomped. <laughs> she get, oh, yeah, yeah. no. I almost got caught because that's actually when I threw the rock. <laughs> accident. <laughs> so he was like staring at me and I was like, oh no, oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, that watch just comes out. I'm not sure if you've seen how the watches attack physically. But like you know, they have tails, so you would think that they would do like a, <laughs> they would do like a tail swipe or something like that. They also have like an eye cannon that they can shoot stuff at with you with. But their physical attack is them jumping through the air and doing like a karate kick with their oh claw. God. <laughs> yeah, oh that's my God. the animation you get as they like gets coming out. It looks pretty silly to be perfectly honest with you, but it's it's all it's fun. Uh, so, you know, Aloy does get the Teb. She helps lead him out and she makes a believer out of Ross because he's like, I guess that is no play thing. And so Teb thanks Aloy, but his teacher or commander or whatever this guy is yells at him for it. Wait. Oh, mother, bless that girl. Bless you both. Boy! She saved me. I, I just want to. Boy! Seal your lips. They are outcasts both, and she is motherless. Come now, back to mother's heart. That boy should not have spoken to us. It's against tribal law. We'll go home now, follow. I know the way. So the veteran comes out, he he calls them outcasts, and I guess he, I think he tells Teb not to speak to them and calls Aloy motherless. So he knows who Aloy is. 
He is aware uh, of who she is. Uh, and then he also smacks Tab in the back of the head <laughs> as they're walking away. You know, you almost died out there, you idiot. Uh, yeah, so Aloy's upset, and, uh, you know, she walks away from Rost. And, um, you know, while she's walking, some some kid, uh, actually one of the kids that she saw earlier, throws a rock at her head. His name is Bost or Bast. I think it's Bost. Uh, but he throws a rock at her head, and he, say, he calls her motherless. And then he goes to throw a second rock, and Aloy catches it. <laughs> you know. So bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dope. But this is the first flashpoint you get in the game. And the flashpoints, according to the game, they allow you to, to mold Aloy's personality. I don't know how true that is, to be honest with you. Because I don't remember that being a huge part of the game. You know, or, or, or shaping a huge part of the game. To be honest, like you get a couple flashpoints, not a couple, but... I don't think you get more than 10 of these flashpoints throughout a 50, 60 hour game, you know, 40 hours if you're playing fast, you know, I think you only get about 10 of these. Like the, I think the, I feel like they're very containerized, like the, you know, the, 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 the consequences like, so, uh, you know, you can pick different options. Like you have a confront option, which is aggressive. So like you'll make an aggressive action. You'll do an insight. You have an insight option, which is a clever. So you'll like, you know, I guess use your brain a bit more to figure out a solution. And then you have the compassion uh, option, which is more heartfelt. And uh, I've never done confront on this option, right? I don't remember doing confront on this option. So I actually, I don't even know if you can throw the rock back. Some, for some reason, I, I have a feeling that if you try to throw the rock back, Rost will stop you. I have a feeling that would happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you can throw the rock back and hit them. But I think I heard someone say that. But that's not the option I chose. What did you choose? I, I threw it, but I, I threw it to hit the rock out of his hand. Yeah, that's the same thing that's I did. That's the coolest option. Yeah, I threw the rock out of his <laughs> I hit the rock out of his hand. And they have compassion, which just drops the rock in this case. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because like you know, if you threw, if you hit him in the head, that means he'd have like a scar on his head probably. So with that, because you will run into him later, will that also show up? So maybe I should have picked a different option this time. You know, gotta play it again. Start from yeah, the beginning. No, no, not happening. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so. He was gonna throw a third rock, I guess, but you you know, once they uh once they saw that you hit your you one, you can catch rocks with you can catch rocks that they're throwing, but two, uh they saw that um you know you you have like crazy accuracy, they just, just decided to get out of there. So uh Ross tries to treat Aloy's wound, but Aloy asks him why she is an outcast. You're bleeding. Let me have a look. Here, hold still. I'll get it. Why? Why am I an outcast? Aloy, this is not the time. Who was my mother? Aloy, I've told you before, that's not for us to know. You were just a newborn when the matriarchs brought you to me. So the matriarchs, they know? It's not so simple. 
But they know. Aloy, we are outcasts. So how do I make them tell me? The matriarchs? There is a way, perhaps. So tell me. It would be dangerous. How? It would take years of training. I don't care. How do I do it? Tell me. The proving. The tribe's rite of passage held every year. Those who pass become braves. But to the one who wins, the matriarchs grant a boon. A boon? Yes, whatever the winner wants. Then I'll do it. <laughs> whatever it takes. I'll win the proving. I see. We'd best get started then. Your training will be hard. And it'll take years. Start training? Yes. Follow. So, you know, like it's been a trying day for Aloy, right? She uh, saved some dude's life but got scolded for it because she's an outcast. Those kids threw the rocks at her because she was an outcast. The day before, the woman shunned her because she was an outcast. So, you know, she, she has questions that she wants answered. She wants to know why she's an outcast. Uh, I think Ross says, uh, you know, it's because you're motherless, but, you know, she wants to know who her mother is. And Ross says he doesn't know, but that the Matrix brought her to him when she was a newborn. And, uh, you know, Aloy's like, well, great. I can just ask the matriarchs, you know, and Ross like that. He's like, it's complicated. Like, uh, you can't necessarily do that. Uh, we're outcasts. So, you know, she wants to know, like, I have to, how can I make them tell me? And Ross, you know, he reluctantly reveals that the only way to make the matriarch saw her is to win the proving. Because uh, if you win the proving, which is a rite of passage that I guess, you know, all the young ones go through and those that pass become Nora Braves. But if you win the proving, you get this boon that allows that basically the matriarchs will give you whatever you want with that boon. And so if you have that boon and you ask them, who's my mom? She will, you know, the oh, not she, but like the, the matriarchs will have to tell you the information, right? So that's when Aloy says, you know, she will win the proving. And Ross, like, it's going to be really hard. It's going to take years. Um, but Aloy is like really excited and she wants to get started. And then that's when we get the training montage that transitions her from a child to a teenager. Like, you get to see her improve over time. And, uh, you know, while this uh, montage is going on, you can see her do a jump as a child. And when she lands, boom, she's 16 year old Aloy, <laughs> you know, because that's that's how old you got to be to do the proving. I had the whole like Mulan music going on in my head as, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> as that montage is going on. Uh, make a man out of you. That yeah, one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, now we're officially out of, I would say, what the 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 intro intro to the game. We're still very early in the game uh but you know the, we're, we're done we're actually in the the part where you can get out and explore the world a bit more like it's less linear at this point and that's where we're gonna stop this episode and next week we're gonna get officially started on our journey to it to, uh, to a degree i guess yeah we can say we're, we're getting started on our journey uh because uh you know aloy is you know she's trying to win that proving that is that is her mission that's what she wants to do right now so yeah we're getting started with that journey uh and as she completes her training and gets ready for the proving so that's what we're gonna do so how, how are you feeling about the game at this point i'm 
pretty interested. I think a little bit after the fact is when I feel like I'm a little bit more invested, I guess, um, because I've gotten to this point already. So I'm really interested to explore the world because it's I know it's really big um, and just to kind of find out the secrets of everything. Um, I'm really curious on if Aloy can decides that is still what she wants to be answered or if there's something else that comes up where she's like, I'd rather know this instead or do this instead when she passes the proving. So I'm feeling pretty great. Um, and I'm really excited to continue. Unlike last I can, time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where I just stopped. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot wait for you to finish the proving. Cause that's another, like, yeah, that's, that's obviously it's another big junction in the game. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what your thoughts on that are, you know, so I can already see it, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap up here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, I don't think we are, yeah, we don't have a social media account for this show, but if you want to keep up with what's going on, uh, with this show, you can just follow us on the main matches buttons account, which is twitter.com slash the mash network. Uh, where can they find you pop tart? You can find me at s'mores pop tart on Twitter and Twitch and s'mores is with a Z at the end. All right. And you can find me on, uh, and you can, you can also find you on wonders tales. You brought it up earlier, right? Oh so. my goodness. Yeah. I have a podcast for Final fantasy 14. <laughs> I forgot I do that. It's only been three years. Um, but you can find me on Wondrous Tales as well. Um, and it's just Final Fantasy 14 content that talks about everything under the sun. So, yeah. All right. There you go. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Jostradamus. And sometimes I stream on Twitch. Not recently, though. So, but I don't know. This is going to be like really forever green content. So, at the, when you finally listen to this, I may be streaming on Twitch again. But I usually stream on the Matches Buttons channel which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And uh, yeah, right now I don't have any additional podcasts. This is, this is my, this is my only one, one and only for now. So you get, you get the best of me right now. We'll see <laughs> that remains true. Uh, but we'd love to have you join us on our discord, which is mash.gg slash discord. You come in, talk about horizon zero dawn horizon forbidden West. Uh, if you're excited for it, uh, talk about, you know, if you're following along with the podcast, yeah, definitely jump in and, you know, talk to us what's going on with your adventures in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West, like I said. <laughs> um, and I'd like to, you know, encourage you guys to reach out to us with comments and questions. Uh, you can reach out to us, uh, you know, via the Discord or Twitter, or if you want to send an email, just contact at matchthosebuttons.com. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you'd like to support Matches Buttons a bit further, you know, take a support further, you can visit mtb.gg slash support and you can see all the different ways to help support Matches Buttons. And that includes like we have a Patreon, we have a Teespring, a Teespring store, uh, you can uh, drop a Twitch sub if you like. Or you can buy games via our Humble Bundle affiliate link, or even do a PayPal one-time donation. Uh, we know we appreciate any of that, and we, we appreciate your support, period. So I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show here about more of our shows on Mash's Buttons. And with that, we are done with this introductory episode. We'll see you on the next one. See ya.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 